0: Your patriarchy podcast. Mm. So this is the Gaslit Woman's Guide to Conquering the Corporate World. We're two sisters armed with facts and statistics, destigmatizing the part, the, the plight of the working person. I'm Lisa. I'm Jennifer. Hello.
1: Right. Is that plight like flight? Is that like an so, arm? Okay. Plight, flight.
0: This one's going to be a, sh- a shorty. 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 And it's a how to talk to your kids about forms of systemic discrimination. So, first of all, the most important thing is you got to talk to your kids. Actually, no, the first thing is you got to recognize there's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So, be aware. Stage one, awareness.
1: Stage two, action. Lights and camera. No, stage one, awareness. Yeah. Stage two, education. Stage three, action. Two and three are best buddies because they go hand in hand. But I think that the more that you know, the better prepared you will be for your children's questions. And you can't just read books and expect them to get it. Like you have to, if you read your child a book, I have found that you've got to ask them questions about it and have a conversation about it. Otherwise, you don't know if they're understanding the subject matter. Very true. But I would say don't get stuck at stage
0: two and not move on to stage three. Don't get so stuck in educating yourself and feeling like you're going to do it wrong that you don't do anything.
1: That's fair yeah and there are a lot of age appropriate mm. books and I think that if you if you don't think through this and you think it's too early and you don't educate yourself, you're setting your you and your kids up for situations where they're being educated by others rather than yeah. you yeah um, we yeah. had a recent situation where um my daughter had a play date with some friends of ours, and the family is too women and they have a daughter and when my daughter was when they were playing together the the other little girl mentioned like i have two moms and my daughter said to her well i heard that in the bible Mm. that's wrong for there to be two moms yeah and it's my daughter and Mm. we don't talk like that in my house yeah we don't we don't regurgitate that type of stuff we I thought mm-hmm. that we were in a different, a much different place. And I didn't think that that was something. And so I was horrified when she told me she said that. Cause she felt bad when she said it. And thankfully the other little girl didn't hear it. Okay. Or so she says, but she probably gets that a lot. I mean, she lives in the South. And so my daughter heard from a little girl at school mm-hmm. about this being wrong in the Bible and Rather than having a conversation with me about it because she didn't realize, Mm -hmm. she had a little conversation with another little girl about it. We have plenty of books that talk about how families come in all shapes and sizes and colors. And so we went back through the books that we had read and my daughter understood Mm -hmm. and we're moving forward. But I think that um, that was a conversation that I didn't even realize that I needed to have and I should have realized that.
0: Yeah. There are some, like you said, there are some great books out there for just talking your kids through what they need to understand as they go out into the world expecting diversity and inclusion because that's what kids should expect. Mm-hmm. And that is technically what kids do expect. But I would say at the age of four to five, kids start to um, assign themselves roles or assign the, their own sort of identity about about what's around them. So, if all if you're you have a white child and all that white child sees is other white children, you're you're gonna have a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And if all they see is ciset relationships, probably gonna have an issue with talking about the inclusion and diversity within the uh, LGBTQ uh, communities. And if you only exist in non-disabled spaces, you're going to have an issue with that.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and also if you raise your child within the the sort of grasp of white Christian nationalism, you're going to have a problem there and you're not going to be, they're not going to be accepting um, or open to other religions, other faith, other faith um, based communities. So, the best thing that you can do is read to your kids. That's good anyway, just as a, as a bottom line for an edu- from an educational point of view. Reading with your kids is a bond between the two of you, but also it does give you the chance to ask questions for them to ask questions and to talk through real life scenarios. So um, there is a great book called Let's Talk About Race by Julius Lester. I, we are going to recommend a couple different um, Ted ones. Ted Cruz's
1: favorite book? Anti racist baby. Anti racist baby,
0: that's by Ibrahim X. Kennedy. What I'd say about Anti Racist Baby is that for younger kids, it's I think it's great for parents to have, and I think maybe for a little bit of older kids, but if we're looking at like four, five, six, um, you wanna have something that's a bit interactive. So what I like about the book by Julius Lester, let's talk about race, is it's talking to kids about Stories that are true and stories that are not true and how people can tell stories that aren't true. Why would you tell a story that's not true? Like my race is better than your race. Is it fear? Is it, is it just not knowing what, what's that about? And then also does a really useful exercise where we talk about how we want to talk about real true stories, which is we feel the bones of our face. We know that we have bones underneath our skin and then you feel mama's face, daddy's face, caregiver's face as well feel their bones and we talk about how if we take off our skin which my son really loves (laughs) um take off our skin take off our hair um and there's lots of pictures of skeletons so if that's a if that's it but they're really like they're really artsy and lovely looking um how we're all the same uh underneath and it, it also tackles uh misogyny, sort of sexism as well, because we're talking about how boys aren't better than girls. um, and one race is not better than another race. So I think that book is really, really useful. It drives home some important points. Um, and it's a lovely friend, kid friendly book. Also all are welcome by Alexandra Penfold is a great book because it goes from race, faith, disabled, uh, representation in there. Also, there's a couple of families that are two moms, a couple of families that are two dads. And it also talks about different cultures in there but in a very topical way. So kids- Age-appropriate. Super age-appropriate in the sense that the kids are learning different things as they're reading the book. And each time they read, there's different things they can take away from it as they drill down into the detail of it. And I think that's really
1: awesome. Well, I think it's really important to read these books to our kids, especially for those of us in the United States, because Mm. these books are starting to be banned. And with the they just started passing the- um, the don't say gay bill, or the parental rights in education, um, they started the process for for putting it into effect in North Carolina. Um, I think there's a number of other states that that um, they're putting it. So like, so these books are even more important now because they're removing this from school so the kids aren't going to get it in their curriculum. And these books aren't these books aren't promoting pedophilia. Pedophilia. They are not grooming your children this is this is all about being inclusive and kind and compassionate and understanding that other cultures are not more or less they're we're equal and making sure that your children are prepared To go into the world and be accepting and inclusive. That's the one. Right there.
0: That part. If you don't talk to your kids about this stuff and you let them form their own ideas and you're living in communities that do not have diverse and inclusive representation, you will have super embarrassing, super uncomfortable, super racist, ableist, prejudiced experiences with your kids. Yeah. You cannot just assume that your kid is learning enough at school. You cannot assume that your kid is learning from your example. Yeah, your absorbing. example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your example needs to be, we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. And when those things do happen, it the onus is completely on you as a parent to pick it up and to make sure that you drill down every day because it is easy to do every day. It's understanding that, but you really do have to understand your own inherent ableism and your own inherent prejudice and your own inherent systemic racism that gets built into everybody because that is the social construct we live in. So whatever you need to do as a parent, if you're still stuck in the place where you feel like you feel very guilty about these things, about having these things in you, you have to accept that you have them and you have to accept that your child's going to have them. And what you can do is you can arm your child with the knowledge to be able to start the process of negating what has been drip fed into them within a social construct that is systemically racist, systemically misogynistic, systemically prejudiced, and has a lot of different forms of um, well, obviously ableism as well, and um, prejudice against the LGBTQ plus communities, all of those things. So we live in a heteronormative, white, supremacist, male-centric social construct. So anything that exists outside of that is known as other and is less than. So if you go from that platform and you recognize that your child needs to understand how they exist in a world, (laughs) 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 exist in a world, especially if your child doesn't fit into every single box, because there's a very small amount of children that do fit into that box. Um, and if your child is a white male, white, cis, het male, they are effectively the ones that need the most work because they need to understand. I'm here. I know. Okay. Um, They need to understand that they are not the gatekeepers of excellence and achievement. They need to understand that the world does not revolve around them. And they also need to understand um, that they are not owed anything. They're not owed anybody's body, anybody's time, anybody's anything, really. And
1: that they're not under attack. They're not. It just feels like it because it's an equitable. Well, this actually parlays perfectly into, like, the next tranche of books about the greeting to your kids. Tranche. So Which one? talking about gun violence and violence. So, so there's a, there is a, there is a book, um, that we will put in, in our link yep. that is, ta- that's specifically aimed at talking to very young children about gun violence in schools. Yes. So yeah. we'll put that in the show notes. Cause that, cause th- that's when we set our, when we set, white cis het boys up to feel that they're owed all these things, that they are under attack, that they, um, that they're, that they are deserving of all of this. We set them up for a lot of fail, a lot of failure and then potentially violence. And then they can easily, they're being targeted and summoned by the kind of incel and white Mm. nationalist culture and, white boys are more susceptible to, be, to falling prey to those methods of thinking.
0: And I think we're seeing that now so much because we haven't focused on um, teaching white kids, white boys in particular, that they are not owed the world. They are not owed all of this success and achievement that white supremacy tells them is their due. And is, is there just reward Mm -hmm. and that everybody else doesn't work hard enough or isn't smart enough or isn't this or isn't that, which we know isn't true, but that is the constant thread of white supremacy in the way in which it, it moves boys in particular, but white boys at the sort of top of the heap towards, uh, violence. And that's not just gun violence as well. That's violence towards women. And so an important Mm -hmm. thing as well that I wanted to touch on was talking about consent. So we had a great little bit of feedback from somebody who follows us, um, I was asking about, how do you talk to a four or five-year-old about consent? And it's actually really easy. Yeah, it is. It is (laughs) super easy. Okay, so what we do in our house is we make sure that we say we don't touch people without permission, even mamas, even daddies. We say, can I give you a kiss? Can I give you a hug? And if that feels really formal or like you kind of can't have that spontaneity of a moment, that's definitely not what this is about. It's just about recognizing that you are not owed somebody's touch and not owed somebody's body. As a mom, you kind of do have those moments where you just want to be touchy, huggy, kissy, peddly, and all that stuff. But um, we do talk about, are you sure that somebody wanted you to touch them? And did they give you permission, especially with little friends and things like that? Mm-hmm. And it's just inserting into their minds that they do need to ask someone's permission to touch them. As outlandish as that sounds, you do just need to insert that in there. Um, in my house, it's more of just
1: like a no means no. Thing. Oh yeah, like, and the that's second, important someone too. says no, yep. you stop doing whatever it is you're doing, and that's it. Yep. So that's kind of where we are. A hundred percent. We're not quite at. We're not quite at asking permission. We're, we'll get there. <laughs> but right now, it's just no means no. Yeah. So,
0: but they're both two parts of the same thing, aren't they? Two sides of the same kind. Two sides of the same kind. So, um. So that so is a really good, easy way. Yeah. To, mm, that's good. I know. So we
1: covered speaking to your children about diversity yeah. and inclusion. And yeah. anti-discrimination, anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Um, violence. Violence. Consent.
0: Consent. I mean, what else do you need? What, what else do you need?
1: That's it. <laughs> okay. Follow, like, subscribe, review. Dear Patriarchy Podcast. At Dear Patriarchy Pod on most stuff. PatriarchyPod at gmail.com. Bye.